developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. It's time for this week's Prep Basketball Confidential, an in-depth look at high school basketball across East Central Illinois. From the combined resources of the News Gazette, Champaign Multimedia Group, and Newstalk 1493.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. And now the host of Prep Basketball Confidential, Colin Likas. Colin Likas is in Pontiac right now, so Joey Wright and Jim Rosso are in with you as we welcome you into the season finale of Prep Basketball Confidential on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. It is sectional time for the boys' side of things, super sectional time for the girls' basketball brackets here in the state of Illinois. And, Jim, we've got a packed show. We're going to hear from St. Thomas Moore, Muhammad Seymour, Prairie Central, and Tuscola. A couple of programs uh, spread out across the boys' and girls' uh, landscapes playing for uh, playing for. Playing for hardware. Wild technology in that we get to hear from the St. Thomas More girls team as they play. That's right. That's right. They are in action right now, as I said, in Pontiac. So Colin Likas is there. He caught up with Aaron Kornstrom and Maddie Swisher and Rory Kornstrom as well. Uh, last week, I believe, or earlier this week, I guess it's Monday, so it was probably last week. <laughs> you probably didn't talk to him yesterday. But uh, we'll hear from them in just a second. They are in action right now. In Pontiac, as I mentioned, a Class 1A super sectional. They are playing Serena, and that game's probably on the NFHS network if you want to catch that. Follow along with Colin on Twitter uh, as well, as he's already posting videos of warm-ups and such. And, uh, of course, it'd be nice to have a local team make the uh, Final Four over the weekend. So uh, uh, let's go Sabres, right? Absolutely. They would wind up at the uh, SefQ Arena, newly renamed SefQ Arena. In uh, formerly Redbird Arena okay. over in uh, Bloomington, Bloomington Normal, home of the Illinois State Redbirds. I believe their, their the semifinal would be two, or um, Thursday, pardon me, and the title game would be mm-hmm. on Saturday should they make it. So good luck, Sabres. Let's hear from the Sabres. Why don't we? And get that part of the show moving. Colin Likas again catching up a few days ago with Aaron Kornstrom, the head coach of the Sabres, and two players, Matty Swisher and Ruari Kornstrom. Here it is. A lot has changed from this team, you know, when you took it over to where it is now. But what are some of the biggest things that you think have just kind of led to them feeling confident enough to have won a sectional championship and shoot for more now? Our motto from the very beginning has been all in. Um, And for me, that's a little bit of the way I live my life. Sometimes I make mistakes, and they're big mistakes. But I think it was that. I've encouraged them to make mistakes. They'll look at me after an air ball, and I'm okay with an air ball. I'm okay with... a a terrible shot. I'm not okay with you not diving on the ground. I'm not okay with you letting someone just drive by you. And um, I think that, you know, they started holding themselves accountable to that and then holding each other accountable and giving permission to each other to mess up um, instead of blaming and, and offering grace for that and then knowing that it's, we're all in as a team. 
it's funny that you mentioned the diving on the ground. One of the things I kind of associate this team with is just the willingness to be physical, and I feel like that translates really well in, in Class 1A girls basketball. Oh, unbelievably, because also man for man, we're usually being outweighed, right? Like we have some very small, we have some very short players that play way beyond their size. I think it's great. In the very first time I tried to do a drill where you had to dive on the ground, I had several girls look like grandmas trying to like just lean down and then slowly roll. Um, so to see them translate into a game where they're not afraid to dive, able to get knocked down and just accept that it was a foul or not a foul and move on is huge for us, that composure. Going way back to the last time they won a sectional championship. I mean, no, oh nobody who's here was part of that team, obviously. No. So you guys really talk about like history in that respect or is it really kind of making your own history at this point? So it's interesting that you say that. That's something that we um, currently as, as coaches and the coaching staff and the AD staff talk about. St. Thomas Morris had so much turnover that it's hard to kind of get a feeling for that history because in that time there have been how many new coaches, how many new ADs. And so I feel to a certain degree we're kind of creating our own history, but also looking up at those banners, right, that are hanging of other teams that have gone to state and what that meant to our school. And then knowing even though it's not basketball history, but, you know, we've been here for volleyball state championships. And what that does for the school, and it unites the school in a really special way, it would be pretty great for us to be facilitators of that for our school. How much do you continue to point to that conversation we had uh, several months ago about we think we could be at Redbird Arena? <laughs> I mean, is that something you're still bringing up to, to them right now, leading up to this? Yeah, it, I mean, it is. I think they're proud of themselves, they believe in themselves, and also shocked in themselves that they were able to bring themselves. And when I said that to you, I kind of, for a moment, thought, I like to be humble. But when I threw that out there, I thought, I'm, I'm going to just say it because I do believe it. Um, so it's, I love that you, you brought that up because we don't talk about it all the time, but it's always been a goal, right? It's always been there. Several girls have said, go to Redbird. Some girls have said, win state. So I love that they've dreamed big and they've continued to work for that. Maddie, how have you seen this team change, not just from the start of this year to last year, but the start of Coach Kornstrom's time here to where you guys are right now? I think the team atmosphere has definitely grown. Everyone's, we've grown a lot closer to each other and the team bonds and the energy that we have on the floor and off the floor is incredible. And I definitely think that's what brings us together to pull out wins like we did last night, all working together. Rory, your mom told me that last year you guys went to the state tournament to watch and came up with that goal at that point, you know, we could be here. What is it like to know that you guys are one win away and that this, this is possible to realize this now? Nerve-wracking, for sure, because we're so close, but still so far. We have a whole four quarters to play before we can even start thinking about that. So it's super surreal, though, to see that all our hard work is paying off and see the culmination of the last year. Maddie, what does it take just in general to go out there and win another game and make it to state? We just have to be the ones to want it more. Both of us are going to come into the game thinking we're one win away from playing in Redbird. And so we just have to be the ones. We have to, all our energy, we have to play together as a team and just put everything on the court. It's a gym you guys are familiar with. I can't remember if you guys have played there this season or not against Pontiac, but you guys at least have played at Pontiac before. Yeah. So does that help really at all because I'm assuming Serena's probably not I'm been probably there before. Not. Yeah, a little bit more familiarity. I think it helps a little bit too that like we're just familiar with Pontiac as a whole because they're in our conference, but I'd say it's pretty much a draw going into it with like the advantage of court. 
That was Colin Likas with St. Thomas More head coach Aaron Kornstrom and players Maddie Swisher and Ruari Kornstrom. They are in action right now at Pontiac playing against Serena. Jim, you mentioned the magic of radio. They mm. are uh, up 9-3 as they air across our airwaves. Talented savers. That's right. That's right. They Versatile. They can do a couple different things at once. And again, should they win uh, in this one and advance to the state series, the state finals, I should say, in Bloomington Normal, they'd play Thursday, and then, depending on how that semifinal goes, they could play for a state title on, mm-hmm. on Saturday. So I know that's a program that had a lot of success when I was in high school across town. They were winning titles left and right, and they've got a chance to uh, to add another trophy to the trophy case. Colin's going to uh, file the second the game gets over at newsgazette.com if you want to check that out. Robin Scholes, our, uh, our award-winning photo editor, is also with Colin, and uh, we'll have a, a doozy of a photo gallery uh, posted later tonight. Be sure to check that out because she does outstanding work. She does, and Colin does as well, and they are kicking off what's going to be a busy week for us. We'll be all across the state running left and right for super sectionals and uh, sectionals in the case of boys basketball. Sectionals is what Muhammad Seymour is looking towards on the boys' side of things. We'll sneak in a quick break and come back and talk with Bulldogs head coach Ryan Bosch as well as break down what the Bulldogs have to do to keep their run going. One original title on Friday against Lincoln. Quick break and we're back after this on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Prep Basketball Confidential coming your way on a Monday night. Joey Wright and Jim Rosso in for Colin Likas this week as Colin is covering Serena and St. Thomas More in Pontiac. Check him out on Twitter. Robin Scholes, our photo editor, will have photos as well from that one that you'll find online and in print tomorrow. It's that time of year, Jim. It's crazy. Basketball season's almost gone. I got a beef. A beef. A Ooh. beef. Ooh. All right, I, I was trying to prepare for this show so i watched the muhammad seymour bulldogs last week that's right but i watched it in central's new gym all right i don't want to ever see playoffs <laughs> if combs gym is available at champagne central that's where i need high school basketball played in mm-hmm. i don't want uh, and the new gym is fine and has tons of seats and it's just not the same atmosphere so I there think, i think if they were going to fill it maybe you could make a case but if, okay. you, if you can't pack that place you're right it is yep. it is just a little has kind of a vacant feeling. It's just big. It's a huge mm-hmm. room. You know, a little. It doesn't have the character that Combs has. I think. I think that's. You're right. That's the gym you want to raise a plaque on. So we will. Uh, we'll see how that transpires in the future. But how about Muhammad Seymour taking down the host Maroons and then Lincoln, great uh, rail splitters team this year, and Muhammad Seymour catching fire at the right time. Jim, I heard discussion in the mm-hmm. newsroom earlier if Muhammad Seymour's going to finish above 500 this year, they've got to pretty much like win the state title or <laughs> something like that. They're I think 14 and 16 right now, but hey, they were they were left for dead against Central in their opener. They mm-hmm. were down uh, I think 7 points in the fourth quarter and uh, uh things were not looking good. So why not uh, you can't discount the Bulldogs as uh, how they've bounced back in not only in that game and to, to rally past Lincoln as well. One of the questions we'll uh, ask Ryan Bosch here in just a second is experience. They won a regional title last year. How much does that come into play this year as they try to, well, they've already won a regional. Now they try to go a little deeper. Uh, Colin Likas and I catching up with Ryan Bosch this morning. Here's how that conversation went as Muhammad Seymour prepares to advance to the sectional round. Take a listen. 
And we're glad to be joined now on our Prep Basketball Confidential Show by Ryan Bosch, coach of the Muhammad Seymour Boys Basketball team that is going to be playing in a Class 3A sectional semifinal game against Decatur MacArthur on Tuesday night at the MacArthur Gym. Ryan, thanks so much for being part of our show. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. And uh, you guys are coming off a, a rousing win over Lincoln. I, I totally forgot when I was writing the the preview for this game that you guys faced them three times during the regular season and not just the, the normal two times of Apollo conference play. So, you know, to get that win over them in the fourth try, I mean, I know it was a, a tight defensive contest, but, but how exciting was it just to, to have that come to fruition in a win or go home scenario? Well, it, it was pretty special. The irony of it having to be us doing it against Lincoln again for a for a second year in a row obviously means a lot to our program and to our to our seniors. I don't know that there's a, a program that I have as much respect for in the state of Illinois or a coach that I hold in as high a regard as I do coach Alexander. You know, they've had a lot of success uh at Lincoln and they do things the right way and are a tough battle. Um and you've really got to play your best basketball if you're going to give yourself a chance to beat them. They really made us earn it, um, but I was just really happy for our kids that they were able to really make plays at the end of the game to to win it. I thought our composure down the stretch w- was one of the keys that, that kind of got us the victory. I think our listeners inside that stretch, Ron. If you don't follow the Apollo Conference or see Lincoln play, uh, the scores can be a little shocking to you, but that's a pretty common score uh, yeah. when they play. I mean, they just, they, they really grind offensive possession and hold the ball a long time. And then sometimes it can take you a little bit to dissect them uh, on offense. So it's not uncommon for those to be low scoring affairs for us when we play them, but, but certainly there was much fewer possessions uh, in that one. We did not do a good job a couple of weeks ago when we played them at their place of taking care of the ball. And we had a unusually high number of turnovers that kind of created a larger margin. When we played them in January at our place, we did a really nice job uh, making sound decisions, not rushing things, and really limited our turnovers. And that was basically a one-possession game at the end of the fourth quarter as well. So you've got to really value the basketball against them because you're not going to get it very often. And when we got to the fourth quarter, the thing that I thought really separated the game for us was we were able to get the ball Inside, I thought Wyatt Baum and his passing were kind of key in the stretch for us. And Finn Randolph's cutting, he was just really, really active, moving uh, throughout the zone, uh, took advantage. Um, and, and Lincoln, you know, doesn't go especially deep. I think maybe fatigue started to set in uh, on both sides there. But uh, we were able to knock down some free throws at key moments and got a couple of key defensive stops when we had to. You kind of alluded to a couple different things there that that come together to form a question that I had. The Apollo Conference, like you said, defensive-minded in a lot of respects. I mean, there's plenty of good offensive players, but uh, teams are not afraid to grind it out, kind of like what you said about Lincoln there. And I think one thing that people don't really think about as much is is the toll that it takes to just play defense for as long as you might have to sometimes in a situation like that. How much do you think that kind of helps as you go throughout the postseason? Well, I think it's really beneficial. I mean, if I had to have a thing that I I wanted to be considered the Muhammad calling card, it's the fact that we could guard people if we had to. We we, we can guard people's actions. Yeah, Lincoln really will hold on to the ball 
Um, and they're not just running four corners. If you haven't seen them play, they're not standing still. I mean, they run offense. They just take a while to get the shot they want. And so, like, our kids were just on another level defensively. It's probably one of my favorite performances we've had uh, all season on the defensive side of the ball. We really guarded their actions well, uh, eliminated a lot of what they wanted to do. I thought Trey Peters being only a sophomore and having to shut down Peyton Cook, who who's one of the best players in our entire conference, did a great job of really limiting him. And, and when Lincoln gets good and is really special, it's usually because of, because of him. So he'd be one guy that I would highlight defensively. Carter Selk and Dayton Eisenman, who've been kind of our, our defensive standout throughout the season as seniors, uh, both gave us uh, you know great plays. And Sen Randolph had a couple steals late. Um, and then, obviously, Wyatt Baum, Kind of, we moved him over to the point guard, uh, Keon Carson for, for Lincoln, uh, and allowed him to kind of roam around the paint and, and jam up a lot of their actions. So it was a whole, a whole team effort there down the stretch defensively, uh, from everybody involved, but just really proud of the guys buying into the scouting report and, and being disciplined in their approach and executing what we had to do. Talking with Muhammad Seymour, boys basketball coach Ryan Bosch. And, Coach, maybe not looking so much at the X's and O's, but looking at experience. You guys have a number of yeah. seniors, obviously, on the team, regional champion a year ago. What does them having seen what a run to a regional title you know, looks like do for you this year and now as you get ready to play in the sectional round? The old saying goes, the heart of a champion, right? And as I made the comment the other night, seniors die hard, and these guys have the experience of what that path to get here looks like. And obviously – We've got a very familiar opponent in the sectional game here as well. And so we wanted to give ourselves a chance to make up for a game that we thought got away from us last year uh, when we thought we, we had the sectional semifinal against Decatur MacArthur one uh, a year ago. And so to find ourselves back in this position uh, and facing them, you know, it feels a little bit like deja vu, but it's it's kind of exactly what we wanted to, to do for ourselves. To, to get a chance at fixing part of history for us. And I actually, just before we spoke with you today, I just was looking back at that box score from last year, ended up going to overtime, and uh, obviously you guys came out on, on the bad end of that. But a lot has changed for, for both teams since that game happened. A lot of the, the guys who were leading scorers for MacArthur are no longer there, and a few of the guys who were leading scorers for you guys are not with the team anymore either. So does this feel, even though it's a little bit of deja vu, does this feel like a different matchup from what we were talking about this time last year? It does. It does. You know, there's a lot of uh, key faces from from last year's game that are are not here this year, but, you know, the jerseys are the same. I will tell you that Coach Bryson's done a nice job of kind of implanting his identity on this team and this program because I watch them and I know the names aren't the same, but they look very familiar to me uh, when I watch them play just in terms of stylistically what they do and how they attack you, and they're impressive. They've had a heck of a season. Uh, You know, obviously over the weekend we started watching some film on them, and it, it was a pretty familiar sight to me just in terms of how they go about it. So while the players may be a little bit different, I think the identities of both programs are very much intact and and very much the same still. Kind of taking this big picture real quick, actually, on Friday night, Matt Hensley, the athletic director of Muhammad Seymour, messaged me asking me how often it happens that a boys' basketball team, a girls' basketball team, and a wrestling program from the same school win a regional championship all in the same year, and that's what you guys have accomplished over there. Just the excellence of athletics over there, how much 
fun is it right now for you as a coach to be part of something like that? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's it's pretty special. It's a special time to be a Bulldog. We've really got this thing rolling here. You walk the halls and there's a buzz in the building. The kids are um, all super supportive of each other. You know, we're getting updates on the girls as they're going through their run or, or the wrestling, right? Like we're trying to keep everybody uh, at the forefront of our minds because we're all pulling in the same direction here. It's great. You know, you think like we want to be the best version of ourselves and, and we get competitive with all the other programs. You know, you got to follow a great football season. Well, it's our turn now in the winter sports and hopefully we've uh, we've set the bar for the spring sports coming up here uh, starting today. Brian Bosch, coach of the Mama Seymour Boys basketball team. You can catch his program playing Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Class 3A sectional semifinal against Decatur MacArthur over in Decatur. Brian, thanks again for making some time for us and good luck to you and the guys on Tuesday night. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. And you just heard from Ryan Bosch, head coach of the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Appreciate Coach Bosch making Coach Bosch, I should say, making some time with us this morning. Bulldogs fourteen and sixteen, big sectional battle against Decatur MacArthur coming up in Decatur later this week. Jim, they are fourteen and sixteen. They're going to need to finish with a number of wins to finish above five hundred, but. A dangerous team. Record's not everything. They've been in a lot of games this season, just didn't get some close ones to fall early, and now they're peaking at the right time. Yeah, MacArthur's going to be a handful, though. So uh, They always are. That's a, a mighty fine team. Uh, this is I'm, I'm aging myself when I see Dayton Eisman, who, who played a big <laughs> role uh, in the, the comeback against Central and against Lincoln, of course. His dad was a News Gazette all-area pick back in the early 90s. I think uh, it's a family that has some Hoopston connections, mm-hmm. so um, you've talked about that as well. He's got uh, what I presume is, a, I think, a cousin on Hoopston's okay. team. So, uh, yeah, we've seen uh, the, the Eisenmans have been well represented in our prep highlights this season. All right, St. Thomas More girls uh, up double digits in the second quarter uh, in Pontiac, so things are looking good for the uh, Sabres reaching state. Sounds like we'll have a, uh, a local team, maybe it. SFQ Arena. Yep, and It'll if always uh, be Redbird to me, I just took a look at our, what the News Gazette will look like tomorrow morning. If St. Thomas More hangs on and wins, they will be on the front page of the paper, not only in the sports page but also the front page. Hopefully, a cool celebration. Photo. How about that? Do we have a headline yet, or do we not want to give that? We one are away, taking we? calls right now. I do believe. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. Fire. Send in a text if you got an idea if uh, St. Thomas More should hold on and advance to state. That'll be a good one. Plenty from. Colin Likas and Robin Scholes in tomorrow's News Gazette. And as I mentioned, I think that game is airing live on the NFHS Network if you have an account and want to watch it live. Sounds like St. Thomas More, uh, you might not have to watch it live. Sounds like they might just uh, take all the uh, intrigue out of it here in the first half. So appreciate uh, we heard from Aaron Kornstrom, Maddie Swisher, and Ruari Kornstrom, Kornstrom at the top of the show. Uh, thank you for them, to them, for, man, I can't talk today, Jim. Thank you to those three for making some time with Colin Likas last week. And thank you to Ryan Bosch as well, Mohamed Seymour's head coach, for joining Colin Likas and I this morning. We'll sneak in another quick break. Darren Bazell's coming up when we come back. He's Prairie Central's boys head coach. Jim, the Hawks looking really good this year. Also in the sectional round, and Tuscola's boys coach, Justin Bozarth, trying to guide the Warriors to a Class 1A state title. He'll join us as we climb the clock at about 640. Plenty more coming up on Prep Basketball Confidential. It's our final show of the season. You won't want to go anywhere. More coming up after this.
Jim, I'm going to miss our bumper music when we sign off uh, for the season. We've got some pretty pretty slick uh, rock and roll, little blues action. Rowdy. I like it. This is uh, This Love by Slink Rain. I feel like I should be bellied up at the bar at the Esquire. That's right. That's right. another. Or you just heard from our uh, sports writers down there, Matt Daniels <laughs> and right. company. It's, I miss uh, those days. Uh, yeah, Monday night down there. So catch that online. Uh, the podcast version is up on our website, wdws.com. That's how you segue. That's how you cross-promote mm. there, using a, an aside to, to launch into that. How about we launch into Prairie Central boys basketball here soon, Jim? They've had a great year up in Fairbury. Not only boys basketball, but you got to give a call to that whole athletic department. Mm-hmm. Football had a tremendous season, uh, Illinois Prairie Conference champions. Girls basketball had a really good year as well. And now Darren Bazell's Hawks boys basketball team could make a run perhaps to the State Farm Center. We'll see how it all pans out. Not could. I need them to. All right. For <laughs> Each each year the, the tournament is in Champaign. I need a local team. Monticello bailed us out last year, right? That's right. And I think in looking at all the teams, I know St. Joe's really good and Tuscola's really good. Prairie Central might have the best chance. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pressure, Hawks, but you got to get here. They've had a really good year. I hate to sound like a broken record, but that's just the the plain truth of it. And Darren Bazell, he's optimistic, especially right now, because he didn't really have his full roster uh, at his disposal this season. But the Hawks are healthy and winning big. And we will talk to Darren Bazell here about what exactly makes them such a threat to maybe make that run to the State Farm Center. Colin Likas and I caught up with Coach Bazell earlier this morning. Here is what he had to say. Take a listen. Glad to be joined now on the Prep Basketball Confidential Show by Darren Bazell, coach of the Prairie Central boys basketball team that is going to be carrying a 30-2 record into their sectional semifinal game against Kankakee Bishop McNamara on Wednesday night over in Hersher. That's a Class 2A game. Darren, thanks so much for making some time for us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, with you guys having a one seed and how successful the regular season was, maybe a lot of people assume, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll get through the regional without much issue, and then uh, then we move on to the sectional. But even though the, your, your two scores against Clifton Central and against Monticello were, you know, pretty lopsided in your guys' favor, I imagine it still means a lot to win a regional championship to this group and, and to get that first piece of hardware under your guys' belt. It, it means a ton to our, our group, our school. It hasn't been done since uh, 2005 uh, at Prairie Central. Um, and it means a lot to this group of young kids. Uh, we had a chance a few years ago, and that got wiped out by COVID. So uh, these kids are real excited for that, and I couldn't be more happy for them. Looking at some of those guys on the roster, Darren, who has stepped up down the stretch to really key this run? You know, we got... We got seven, eight guys that are all really starting to gel. We we just got Habercorn and Goat back healthy about two weeks ago, and so each game they're getting a little bit better, and and, and we're starting to play together a little bit better, uh, getting used to each other once again. Uh, and prior to that, we really never had our full spot except for twice before uh, those guys got hurt because of variable. Uh, football injuries and ankle injuries and different things. So uh, I'm I'm very excited. I know the, the coaching staff is very excited about uh, what we're seeing here the last few weeks and, and things in practice, how, how, how the team's coming together. And uh, it really showed fairly well on that Friday night against Monticello. And I, I know Monticello is not the team they were last year, but they're still a well-coached team. And, and uh, we played a really good defensive game. And uh, we were clicking offensively, but you know we were sharing the ball extremely well that game. And I hope we can keep that up if we, if we can 
uh, will be a, will be pretty tough out. That was something I noticed from your guys' game against St. Joseph Ogden during the regular season, that good passing, also good defense. And uh, lo and behold, St. Joe Ogden is one of the teams also left in the Hersher sectional along with a rival for you guys in Pontiac and then the team you guys will be facing in the semifinals, Bishop McNamara. It feels like one of the tougher Class 2A sectionals, not just downstate, but maybe in the entire field. How much did your guys' regular season, uh, that tough schedule of Illini Prairie play, plus the non-conference and holiday tournament games you threw in, prepare you for what's to come here this week? Well, I think it was a huge deal. Um, we did a really good job of getting getting uh, some top-notch teams scheduled outside of our conference. Um, we played Beecher, who at a time was in the top 20. Of course, T-Topless, they, they actually beat us pretty good couple good 3A schools so I think we did a good job of getting ourselves prepared for this for this postseason run and, and, and I mean the line I pray Cowards, are you kidding me it's <laughs> unbelievable how tough that is this year <laughs> top five teams are all in the top top 20 in the state in the, the Associated Press so it's like never an easy game so that that, uh, that regional or that sectional is, is loaded no, you're absolutely right. Any, any team can come out of that and win that, really. Yeah, the fact that you guys managed to go 9-0 and in the Illini Prairie as well during the regular season obviously says a lot, and I know one of those is that really close 63-62 overtime win over Pontiac that had a raucous atmosphere back in January. But, I mean, you can't overlook Bishop McNamara as well, obviously. What have you seen from that opponent, and what's it going to take for you guys to, to fend them off uh, on Wednesday night in Hersher? So yeah, every team at this point's a, a good team. I mean, if you win a regional, you, you've got to be playing pretty good basketball. So we're, I'm a little familiar with Bishop Mac. Um, we played in the summer, and of course, we've gotten some video on them and some common opponents. So uh, you know, I, I, to to beat them, we have to be able to keep their their uh, all state guard, the coach's son Jackson Probus. We got to keep him, you know, contained. Force him to be more of an outside shooter, not let him get to the lane. He's he's got a really good mid-range uh, shot, and uh, he can he controls the pace of the game for them. So we really want to try to force them to use someone else to do that and keep him out of the lane. And then they got some other guys that are that are pretty good as well. They had a, a Davis kid, number two, um, which I know he was looking to go to play college basketball at Wesleyan at one time. I'm not sure where he's at now. But he's he's a good shooter, smart player, and and he's got some guys that go, know how to go out and compete. So it'll be a good game. Earlier, uh, coach, you mentioned first regional title since 2005. What's the what's the energy like, not only among the team, but in the uh, in the hallways of the school right now? And I think uh, a similar question came up when we had you on earlier this season. You know, the football team had a great season. Girls basketball, nothing to scoff at either this year. It seems like everything's firing on on all cylinders at Prairie Central right now. What's the what's the energy like? There's great energy in school and in the community. You know, we're, we're a tight tight knit small town community, and there's there's you know a bunch of small towns within within our school district. And everyone's excited about it. They're talking about the coffee shops, the grocery store, you know. Um, we have a very loyal fan base, a lot of young kids that are real excited. You know, they're they're waiting in line to get autographs. So it, that's the cool thing about small-town basketball and and what um, and why I think it's one of the best, best experiences any kid can have. Well, Darren, you mentioned 
earlier uh, how this team really hasn't had a healthy starting lineup most of the season. you got guys like Drew Habercorn and like Levi Goad back uh, late in the regular season. Plenty of guys have been stepping up to make this show run, guys like Tyler Curl, guys like Drew Fair. One guy I want to focus on, though, would be your son, your second to go through the program, senior Dylan Bazell, and just the season he's having. I think he's going to be in contention for Associated Press Class 2A All-State honors. And just the, the job that he's done, you know, getting to, to watch and coach him as he's had such a successful season surrounding by his teammates, how much fun has this been for you? Um, it's been it's, – it's something that, you know – we talk about memories and making memories and it's something that, you know, I'll cherish forever. Just not just cause he's my son, but, um, it, it sure, it sure adds a, a great element that he is my, my son, but to have these memories we're going through as a team. And you mentioned Tyler curl, outstanding young basketball player, junior. And I think he's, he's going to have a great season next year. And, and I, I think he could maybe be a, you know, an honorable mention type associated press player as well. But, um, you know, the, the time I get to spend with my son Dylan and, and how he stepped up his game is – I'm real proud of him. You know, he he came into the season about a mid-20s uh, three-point shooter off of his junior year. It wasn't really something that, that uh, he was great at. And uh, right now he's leading our team in three-point percentage, right at right 39.4 or something like that, just under 40%. So really proud of the work that he's put in. And um, But he's unselfish. It doesn't matter – he doesn't care about anything other than winning. And it shows in the way he plays basketball. He'll do, you know, he'll dive on the floor. He, he's always the guy who guards the other team's best player. Um, so he's doing all this, averaging 17 points a game, doing all this when his main focus in, in every practice and every game is is being the best defensive player out there. Um, so I'm, I'm very proud of him. And, and you saw the game down at at uh, St. Joe um he really raised his scoring average when he when when uh, those other two guys got hurt. He kind of took the, took it on, on himself to step that up, and uh, he averaged almost 22 points a game in, in conference. So that was uh, pretty awesome. Darren Bazell, coach of the Prairie Central Boys basketball team, they're facing Kankakee Bishop McNamara at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Class 2A. Hersher sectional semifinal, easy for me to say, and uh, the opportunity to potentially go on and play either Pontiac or St. Joseph Ogden on Friday in the sectional final. Darren, thanks again for making some time, and good luck to you and the guys on Wednesday night. Appreciate it. Thanks. You bet. Thank you, Coach. Darren Bazell coming at you on Prep Basketball Confidential. That was earlier today with me and Colin Likas. His Hawks in action uh, tomorrow in the... Sectional round of the 2A playoffs. Winners of 12 in a row, 30-2 and two overall. They may well be the best team in our coverage area this season. Jim, I, I don't know. There are teams that are close, but 30-2, and two, they've been up at the, the, the top of the 2A rankings all season, AP poll and all that. The Hawks, they're going to be a tough out, that's for, that's for sure. Regardless if they make it or not, we're, we're going to have a special section in the News Gazette leading that's up right. to the IHSA finals like we did last year. And each day, uh, the next day's paper, we will um, – spotlight something happening one of the cool things that they're going to introduce this year is much like the football state finals where they took the winning team's helmet and placed it in the trophy case at memorial stadium they're going to have a mannequin at state farm center where they're going to put the winning jersey 
uh, on that mannequin after every game. It's very cool. That will be cool. I don't know that that's as easy as putting the helmet in the case, though. They'll have to go around the arms. They'll have to figure out how to <laughs> how to slip it on. It'll, it'll be it'll be fun to get a video of that for sure. Do want to correct myself? Prairie Central in action Wednesday, not tomorrow. They'll play Bishop Mack in Hersher, and I think I'll be in Hersher for that one. I'm going to Hersher and Hayworth this week, so I don't know. I <laughs> get them confused, but uh, should be a good one. Prairie Central has Bishop Mack up next. We've got Tuscola up next. Tuscola boys head coach Justin Bozarth caught up with Colin and I earlier today. We'll see what's going on in Tuscola. The reason Jim's in for Colin this week is because he's in Pontiac right now covering St. Thomas More girls basketball, trying to punch their ticket to the state tournament. Jim, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a score update? I know you've had a few score updates throughout the show. 29-14 at half. That's right. Uh, Sabres rolling, uh, forced a bunch of turnovers, balanced scoring, the usual. Keep you posted on that one as we wrap up the show. Sneaking a quick break, Justin Bozarth and Tuscola Basketball up next on Prep Basketball Confidential. Welcome back to Prep Basketball Confidential on a Monday night. Joey Wright and Jim Rosso hanging out with you as we count down to the Brad Underwood Show. He's only got a couple left this season. You'll hear that next on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. couple regular season games left yet for Illinois, but as we've been talking about all evening long on Prep Basketball Confidential, it is playoff time in Illinois. The girls and boys playoffs going on. Girls basketball teams across the state can punch their ticket to state tonight in the super sectional round. Boys basketball, they're in the super sectional, or they're in the sectionals, pardon me, still climbing towards super sectionals and ultimately the IHSA state finals at State Farm Center next weekend. Jim, we're heading to Tuscola here next. Going to catch up with Justin Bozarth. He caught up with Colin and I this morning. Warriors have had a lot of success this season and in the recent past as well. You look at Jalen Quinn now playing ball at Loyola. Justin Bozarth has built a, a program that, that does not go down easily. Let's go a little more than deeper than recent past. How about Fred Wakefield? That's my era. Now he played, Joey Wright. He played for the NFL, right? Oh, One yeah, of, a long, eight-year NFL guy. Yeah. Went to Illinois to play football, of course. That's where he made his uh, money and his claim to fame. But he could hoop it up, too, there at Tuscola. How about that? How about that? Who did he play? 90s. Played for the Cardinals, yep. didn't he? Yep, yep. So uh, the pride of Tuscola, very proud of him. But as you said, Jalen Quinn doing good things at the Division One level now, uh, our reigning player of the year. Uh, good luck to the Warriors. Jalen Quinn could only go to Loyola after they left the Missouri Valley Conference. He didn't want to see Bradley. Missouri Valley Conference. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, regular right. season champions. I didn't champions. know that. <laughs> so he's having fun in the Atlantic 10. But the, the Warriors having plenty of fun on their parquet floor this season. Justin Bozarth caught up with Colin and I this morning. Let's see what he had to say. Glad to be joined now on the Prep Basketball Confidential Show by Justin Bozarth, coach of the Tuscola boys basketball team that is going to be battling Eppingham St. Anthony at 7 p.m. Wednesday night in a Class 1A Altamont sectional semifinal game. Justin, thanks so much for being part of our show. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. I always enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting dynamic that we don't have to talk about with Class 3A programs or Class 2A programs on the boys' side, not even really with Class 1A programs on the girls' side. But you guys, uh, it's not been an easy path to get to a sectional uh, sectional semifinal game, despite the fact that all three of your games so far have gone double digits. It's just that. You guys have had to play three games already because of the way Class 1A boys is structured 
Uh, what what kind of challenges come with just knowing that your postseason starts maybe a little bit earlier than everyone else's and, and making sure the guys are, are ready to go? Sure, sure. So it's actually uh, one is unique, as you said, because, uh, you know, for us it was an eight-team regional, and so all eight teams played uh, last Saturday. And uh, actually as a coach, uh, I kind of prefer that method um, because everybody's starting on the same day and, you know, there's been times where we've played two A regionals and maybe we had a bye in the first round. And then uh, so when we're playing our first game, it, it, it's somebody else's second game. And uh, just the comfortability for me, uh, just, you know, I, I kind of like our our kids playing uh, on the, the same day as everybody else as opposed to uh, somebody else maybe having the regional experience uh, a game before you do. You guys had some pretty comfortable wins in the opening round of the postseason uh Big win against Tri-County, 79-14 in there, and then a comfortable win against rival Arcola. Just looking at your first couple games of the postseason, just uh, your, your thoughts, you know, obviously had a lot clicking, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that, that we kind of talked about going into the week last week is, uh, you know, we, we felt uh, kind of going into some of those games that, that maybe we had the advantage athletically um, on uh, on those three games, and it was kind of a point of emphasis for us to, to start fast. And, and games that, uh, if you followed us closely, games that uh, we've started well in the first quarters, um, we've been pretty, pretty good. And, and uh, you know, some of our games that we've lost is because, uh, you know, we struggle to get out of the gate in the first quarter and we find ourselves down 10-2 uh, to 2 or, or, you know, 12-4, to 4, something like that. And, and so uh, it's, been a, it's, it's been a huge emphasis for us in practice uh, late in the season um, that, that we try to do some different drills to, to put an emphasis on starting fast in games. And uh, fortunately for us, uh, it worked out well last week where, uh, where we got pretty sizable leads uh, by the end of the first quarter in all three games. Well, you guys are used to comfortable margins and victory this season, but also some some nail biters as well that might serve you well down the stretch. And when I look at your guys' schedule, twenty seven and six going into the Effingham St. Anthony game, only one of those six losses was by more than five points. Uh, you guys had two thrillers with St. Teresa, that another team you could potentially see later in the postseason, though not in the sectional round. Uh, just take me through, you know, the the difficulties of your guys' schedule when you battle a team like St. Teresa multiple times in the CIC. Uh, you guys faced Altamont, who's a one seed in your guys' sectional. Uh, just the rigors of, of that schedule, how they might have prepared you for where you guys are right now. Yeah, so that's, um, you know, we, we try to, you know, Coach Hornaday, our athletic director, he does a great job with our schedule each year. And, um, you know, he... he 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 asked all of us coaches, not just for basketball, but all of us. Are there are there teams that you want to go play and that sort of thing? And and so you um you know it, it's great to have that freedom to kind of build your schedule, especially the non-conference portion around. Um you know when you when you know other teams are are going to be really competitive. Uh, you know for us, um, you know we, we like to play those teams, and and we knew uh, you know Salt Fork had a really good team this year, and so we added to the schedule uh, for this year and next and. <laughs> Um, you know, they, they do prepare you because, uh, you know, we felt like uh, with, the, with this particular group, you know, if we were going to be inexperienced early in the season. And, and if we can kind of expose ourselves a little bit to, to some really good teams um, early in the year and, and kind of learn how to win and, um, you know, learn how to take care of the ball down the stretch and understand roles down the stretch of a, of a close game. Um, all of that, you know, we were fortunate to, to kind of learn through experience. And uh, it, it, it hopefully, you know, ideally it sets you up well um, as we head into sectional play. Talking with Tuscola boys basketball coach Justin Bozarth. And looking at the sectional 
title game, Coach. Obviously, I know you want to get there first. Potential for a rematch with Altamont, but in the semifinal round, first time seeing St. Anthony this season. What strikes your uh, eye when you look at that matchup? Give us the quick scouting report. How are you guys going to uh, take them down? Yeah, St. Anthony's got uh, they've got good size, um, and, and I think they're one of the uh, the the most well coached teams that uh, you know that 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 we'll see this year and. Uh, you know they're they're consistent in what they do, and um, you know they're they're going to bounce a little bit back and forth between some man and zone, and um, you know ha- kind of have us out on our heels and, and not let us get real comfortable throughout the course of the game. But you know probably their greatest attribute is uh, they don't make a ton of mistakes. Uh, they're not going to beat themselves, and uh, it, it's a team that, that you know if, if we're going to be successful and and win the game, it's one of those where, where we're going to have to beat them because they won't beat themselves. Looking at who could get the job done for you guys or help get the job done, something we talked about early in the season, it might have been after the Salt Fork game that you mentioned, which was uh, back in December. Now, this isn't the same team as, as the ones of the past, you know, trying to move beyond the, the shadow created by the great play of Jalen Quinn and those who surrounded him back in the past. And really, I look at some of the underclassmen on this roster, and they seem to be some of the guys really helping to jump out from behind that shadow. Cam Sweetenham, the sophomore guard, has had some really good games here down the stretch for you guys, as has another sophomore in the 6'3", Parker James. Just to see those two guys step up as this postseason has gone along, how important is that to what you're hoping to accomplish here moving forward? Yeah, it's been huge. And, uh, you know, we, we've been uh, we've been probably harder on those two guys, um, more so than, than maybe anybody on our roster. And, and, and part of that is because um, you know, you kind of look at, at your at your roster and, and your strengths and weaknesses, and, and we kind of knew like those two guys had um, so many of the keys to our potential success just based on their skill sets. And uh, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, both those guys really they, they they're basically jumping from freshman basketball last year. They both played a little bit of JV um, in, in games at, at different points last year, and to, to all of a sudden they're they're varsity starters. And uh, it's it's a it's a it's a quick jump, and it's um, you know obviously the the level of physicality and athleticism um, from freshman basketball to to varsity basketball um, you know jumps immensely. And uh, you know those guys earlier in the year, you know we uh, you know we, we were hard on them. You know when they made mistakes, it, it was mistakes that that most sophomores make. But uh, you know I think I, I used the quote one time in practice where I, um, I think I told Parker we don't have time for you to be a sophomore. Uh, or to make sophomore mistakes, and and you know they they, they understood why why we're so difficult on them, uh, but I but I do think their their growth over the course of this year into where they're playing at now, um, you know we're not having the success that we've had late in the season uh, without those two guys' work ethic and just uh, commitment to the team. I asked a, a similar question to Ryan Bosch a little bit ago. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but even with that youth you guys have, obviously you've got some guys who were in the program and uh, who were on the roster for last year's regional championship. What, what does that experience do for you guys when you get to this part of the season? Uh, it's super helpful. And, 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 you know, two of our more vocal guys, Jordan Quinn, Colton Musgrave, those were guys that, uh, you know, that played significant minutes last year. Um, it, it got to play in some some really fun environments late in the season and uh you know josiah horton joe was a starter as well and um you know he's he's been uh you know right in the mix of everything that we've done and and lately um late in the season he's playing his best basketball by far and uh, those three guys um have been in these environments and and it's nice that that uh, you know they they all three take on a a leadership role in their own way and um, it's helpful and impactful for our young guys 
But, uh, you know, we, we've got a nice blend of, of guys that have been there and, and then a couple young guys who are just fearless about the moment anyways. And uh, um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it, it's preparing us well. Justin Bozarth, coach of the Tuscola boys basketball team. They're going to be taking on Effingham St. Anthony Wednesday at 7 p.m. in the Class 1A Altamont sectional semifinals. Face either Altamont or KZ Westfield on Friday if they're able to get that win. Justin, thanks again for making some time for us, and good luck on t- on Wednesday, I should say. I appreciate it, guys. And we appreciate you, Justin Bozarth, for joining us on Extra, not Extra Prep, Prep Basketball Confidential. I've got the, the podcast uh, crossed in there, but we appreciate Justin Bozarth's time. Not sure where Extra Prep will be this week. I think St. Thomas More Girls Basketball might deserve uh, some attention from Matt Daniels and I on our podcast. It's a great thing that you two do. A great idea to uh, not only uh, air that content, but to go to the high schools. The kids get a big kick out of it. I know my daughter, I think, was on one of them, and she still talks about it, and the kids listen to it, and uh, they find their way. As you know, our our resources that we uh, devote to high school athletics are are unmatched, I would say, in the state. There were uh, some close to 300 kids who came by on Saturday, in fact, for pictures and radio spots that you're already hearing. That's right. On DWS and HMS, and uh, something that we love to do. That's a fun day when they come in for faces, whether it's fall, spring, or, or winter. It's a long day. My my legs were hurting there at the end of the day, and uh, but it was fun, fun to see them all. And, yeah, extra prep. Stay tuned. I, I'm thinking St. Thomas More might get a call right. tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I'm thinking Justin Bozarth might be in the running for Coach of the Year. I know these are postseason awards that uh, you and Colin and Matt and a bunch of others will kind of huddle, mm-hmm. try to figure out, but uh, those are always fun and highly anticipated. Absolutely. he's uh, He's got the Warriors playing good. They've only lost – uh, six times this year, so okay. uh, I thought it was four. It was actually six, but uh, they've been playing great ball, and the deeper they go, the better chance he's got. Uh, you got to look at Kyle Duvall in that race as well for Coach of the Year. Again, unofficial, don't want to get anyone's hopes up. Player of the Year, Ty Pence is going to have a great case, as are uh, I'll just give of... it to him now, all right? <laughs> don't say great case. Has he has he not had a wonderful se- senior season? You know, a lot of folks mm-hmm. with his commitment to Illinois State, you know, after receiving an Illinois offer, a couple years ago thought that might have been uh made have slowed him down just a little bit but boy has he has he brought it as I, a senior i think it sped him up a little you know he's uh he's said in the couple times we've talked with him for you know whether it's me or colin or or folks from other outlets i think he's that's been kind of his his line this year is you know now that i'm committed i know where i'm going mm-hmm. just play ball like, i don't have to worry about anything anymore and it showed on the floor so he's he's the obvious front runner we just mentioned, you know, I, I'm a Bradley guy myself, can't give it to the Illinois State commit uh, signee that easily, but he's he's definitely earned it, going to be tough to top in that category. And his Spartan's still alive. Uh, you look at Tuscola still alive as well, Prairie Central, uh, Muhammad Seymour still going, but the, the Spartans, they were. I know when uh, Matt Daniels, Colin Likas, and I huddled up for extra prep two weeks ago, they were his pick to win it all, so... Not too long ago, Brian Brooks had the Spartans uh, doing just that uh, in Peoria and bringing home the hardware as a, a state title team, and there's just not a lot of those in our area. You look back at Centennial back uh, a few years ago, we're uh, creeping up on the 15-year anniversary of Champaign Central making state, which was such a big deal back then with uh, Verdell Jones and Duck Stewart and mm-hmm. those guys. And Verdell Jones went on to have a great career in Indiana. Sure did. He picked a good time to go to Indiana. They were uh, going uh, (laughs) off of probation, right, and uh, needed players. And 
doggone it, he turned out to be quite uh, uh, quite a score, quite an assist man there at Indiana. Now he's a firefighter in Urbana, doing good things in our community. Absolutely, staying local, getting the job done. And yeah, you know, it's uh, it's not something that happens all that often when you get a team making a run to Peoria back then, Champaign here locally now. Monticello last year, a, a great run, and I thought Monticello might be a, a dark horse candidate to make it, if not back this season, at least at the sectional or super sectional round. They ran into Prairie Central on Friday, but you never know at this point, really, and and. To borrow that cliche, throw the records out the window at this point, Jim, because it really is, you know, it's it's what it's what you're doing now. What have you done for me lately? Muhammad Seymour, if they can pull off the improbable and, and make that run to the state title game, they'd just creep above 500. But after beating Lincoln on Friday night, who knows? Uh, update from uh, Pontiac, uh, St. Thomas More, 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Again, go to newsgazette.com shortly after 7 o'clock, I'm guessing to get the final details and some of the pictures of what we think will be a celebration. <laughs> we hope at this point that'd be pretty pretty heartbreaking if they were to uh, falter down the stretch. Speaking of celebrations, uh, next Monday is the big super sectional night for the boys' teams headed to Champaign. And like last year, we will uh, help those teams celebrate throughout the state with what we call front pages of the News Gazette mm-hmm. with a picture of the winning team and uh, declaring their arrival in Champaign. So be sure to follow along at News Gazette. Uh, and NG Preps on Twitter next Monday night as we uh, as we tell you who's going to be playing here. That was such a cool thing last year, I know. And I, uh, of course, you look a year ago at this time, I was uh, heavily invested in Clutch Sports Media, still am, but I remember covering Metamora's super sectional win in Ottawa. And uh, you Dude know, had long that, hair. Uh, Ethan right? Kaiser, Hair okay. Jordan, they call him. Ah. We, uh, we saw the front page on our car ride back to Peoria, and it was just the coolest thing. I know everyone gets a kick out of that. So Can't wait. Yeah, Metamora could very well make a run this year, too. We'll see if Hare Jordan can lead him back. He's uh, he's a senior this year, so we'll see how it all plays out. About 30 seconds left for this season of Extra Prep. want to thank everyone for listening. Colin Likas and I putting on uh, Prep Basketball. Called it Extra Prep again. Putting on Prep Basketball Confidential uh, all season long. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate our listeners tuning in on News Talk 1400. And Light Rock 97.5. The Brad Underwood Show is next. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned to NewsGazette.com and the Print Edition for more coverage this season.